Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is in honor of Marilyn and Daniel Safdie on the birth of their grandson Mabruk and also by Mitchell Savag in memory of Haim Ben Farida. Alav HaShalom. Yesterday we asked an interesting question. There's something that seems out of place in the parasha. When you're going through all the kelim, all the clothes of the Kohen Gadol, that makes sense, I get it. We also understand that at the end of the parasha, after you've described all the rest of the begadim, all the clothing of the Kohen Gadol, we've already finished all of the kelim of the Mishkan, the vessels. So now it's time to open up. So they give you all the korbanot that make up the part, which is the uh, opening ceremony of the Bet of the Bet HaMikdash or the Mishkan at the time. So that all makes sense. The problem is that we begin the parasha and we say, Israel, Command the Jews and let them take Shemen Zayit Zach, the purest olive oil. Katit Lama'or, it's crushed specifically for the lighting. La'alot ne'er tamid. This is the place, this is how you do it, this is how you light the, the Nerot Hanuk, the, the Nerot of the uh, Menorah. From night until day, a eternal covenant Dorotam. What that tells me is that this korban is not this. Sorry, this avoda is not part of the opening ceremony of the mishkan. It's part of the day-to-day requirements of the mishkan. So why is it that that would intervene? That that would be stuck here in between the building of the mishkan and the clothing that you need in order to uh, institute it. That this does not belong in this week's parasha. So why is it that it inter- interjects itself? The idea and the chiyuv of lighting the menorah between uh, uh, the building of the mishkan and the vestments and the clothes that are necessary to perform the avodah. So it seems as if structurally we're being told here that the lighting of the menorah is not a separate korban, a separate act of service, a separate element of the mishkan, but rather a part of the mishkan's structure. Rav Meir Shapiro used to talk about this all the time. He says, you know, when you talk about the, uh, uh, you talk about people and you ask them to donate money for a yeshiva, or for a school, or for a synagogue, they're very happy to put their name on a plaque on the wall of the synagogue, to put their name on a building. And they know that that building, it will last them eternally as their name in the public eye. It will bring them either on a uh, physical level, it will bring them recognition, and it will bring them honor, but even on a spiritual level, it remains as something that stands as something that you've done. However, if you go and try and raise money for programs in the yeshiva, go and try and raise money for people to give for breakfast, lunch, or supper in the yeshiva, no one wants to sponsor bread and milk and chicken because you can't put your name on a piece of chicken. Says the pasuk, he tells in last week's parasha, we open and it says, Hashem says, Go out, go collect for me a tiruma, a contribution for the Jewish people. Let them give their money for this. And you know what it says? After two days, Moshe Rabbeinu had enough money to be able to cover the entire responsibility. They had to tell the people, please stop bringing, we have no more room. We've all done, we need the with the donations. Could you imagine that? I always think that sometimes, you know, there's certain people say, oh, Rabbi, it says the Mabul was 40 days. It covered up the entire, you know, world. Do you think maybe the Mabul is an exaggeration? Rabbi, the sea split. 
Do you think maybe the sea split it is an exaggeration? Sometimes people wonder if something in the Torah is an exaggeration. It's not. But you know what for me is hilarious? The one part that I wonder if is an exaggeration is this part where it says the Jewish people brought so much money they had to tell them, had you enough, go home. That nobody ever asked me if it was an exaggeration, Rabotai. Baruch atah Mm. So we come all of a sudden to Tetzaveh. Now Hashem says, Tetzaveh B'nai Israel. Speak to the B'nai Israel. Last week we said, Same words. New commandment. Last week I told you, bring me gold, bring me silver, bring me diamonds. People are asking to their S to bring very expensive items. Now what are we asking for? Heke, a little olive oil. How much does it cost? A little olive oil. You know why it, has, it needs its own separate commandment? Because you know what it's used for? It's only about, only about lighting the candles. Even though it's a much smaller donation, it's a much more difficult donation for people to give. Because you can't put your name on a little tube of oil. Rabotai, it's very, very beautiful to build a building. But if you can't keep the lights on, what are you doing? This week's parasha begins and says, understand, you want to build a building, it doesn't help me if we can't afford to put the people in, if we can't afford to keep the lights on, if we can't afford to sustain the yeshiva boys or the school or the mikveh or the synagogue. Donating to programmatic costs, it's less glamorous, but it's almost more important because it's easier to find the people who will give the money for the plaque, even if it costs them more money. That's what the Pasuk is teaching over here. Rabotai, I learn all the time lessons and messages from the Torah. But you know what I always found is important? It's important not to use the message of the Torah only for itself. This idea is not only about giving charity. It's about doing mitzvot that are form and doing mitzvot that are function. A lot of times, we're very happy to do a ma'aseh, a mitzvah. You, someone says, I want you to help me do this mitzvah, pidyon shivuim. It's a tremendous mitzvah to redeem a captive. What do we need to do? We need to raise the money for the thing. Imagine someone asks you, here, could you print the flyers? Here, could you deliver these? Put these out in the synagogues. Deliver these flyers. Put them out in the synagogue. I don't want to do that. But deliver the flyers? What am I? What am I? What am I? What am I? It's unbelievable. It's the same mitzvah. You donated money to a yeshiva. Why? Because you wanted to support Torah. But for some reason, there's a part of it that you like better and a part of it you like worse. There's a tremendous mitzvah. It's called Shalom Bayit. Lots of us, we understand, and there's certain elements of Shalom Bayit that we really buy into. Certain elements, not so much. You think about this idea that parents will spend $100,000, God knows how much, to put on a wedding. And you know what? The whole point of the wedding is to create a marriage. But if they were to ask their parents for, to, for help to sponsor or to pay for some marriage counseling or therapy, to stay married... What do they say? Ah, what are you giving me the thing? I don't know. I'm going to pay the guy like this, like that. Thickney, the marriage, it didn't make a difference if there was more flowers. For their marriage, it's much more important that they're getting the counseling or the therapy. But you won't pay for that, but you'll pay for flowers. It's ridiculous. 
But that's what you're finding in this week's parasha, that there's certain things that we like to do because it's more glamorous, even if there's no plaque on the wall, but it's more glamorous. You know, I always think, I'm going to mention his name here, he's in the back of the room, Haron Shohet. Haron Shohet is our gabai. You can find Haron not just standing at the stage making a lot of people like to make announcements. A lot of people like to speak from the front of the synagogue, heck yeah, like this. Haron, if God forbid the electricity went out, you'd find him on his hands and knees underneath the item, sorting it out. To, you know, everything and anything the Beit HaMikdash needs that the synagogue needs, he fulfills. This pasuk is talking, these ideas are talking about someone like Haron. It's not about the glamour, it's not about the ritz, it's not about the shine, it's about doing the right thing in any which way that it needs to get done. Rabotai, if we could figure out the reason why we were doing these things, as opposed to the side benefits that they give us, a lot of times it would be easier to do uh, the, the, the challenging things. I want to read you now the last line, and you'll see something very beautiful now. In the oil moed, when are we lighting these lights? Now that we've asked people to help out in a less than glamorous job, in a less than glamorous donation, now that we've asked them to do that, what happens? Ya'aroch oto aharon... Ubanav, Aharon and his sons will set it up. Me'erev ad boker. I love this line. What do you mean me'erev ad boker? The same idea. In the nighttime, when nobody's shufing, when nobody could see, they're sorting out, they're saying, me'erev ad boker, lefnei Hashem. But you know what happens when someone does the mitzvot that are not so popular, that nobody's looking at, the mitzvah that not everyone likes to get involved in, it's a little bit messy, it doesn't bring you the honor, it doesn't bring you that, you know what happens? Chukat olam ledorotam. Those are the connections with Judaism that last forever because they're not about the moment and they're not about the daytime, they're the daytime and the nighttime. They're public and they're private. And when a person is acting in that way and there's congruence, I can't tell you the meaning of that word, the power of that word, congruence, with is uh, the same commitment that a person is giving to the mitzvah when everybody knows, and the same commitment the person is giving to the mitzvah when nobody knows. Unbelievable. Rabbi you cannot understand. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he looks at us, he looks at us and sees, he wants to see that our heart is true, that our heart is with him. And the way that you actually ascertain is not how much we gave for the building, but it's how much we gave to keep the lights on. How much of our effort did we give after the deed was done in the maintenance? Maintenance, Rabotai. Congruence, ensuring that the same you on the outside is the you on the inside. Rabotai, I'll end, as I said, with this. The Pasuk, it says, the, sorry, the, the Pasuk says by the Shivatim, it says, V'lo yuchlu dabiro shalom. They were fighting with Yosef, but they couldn't speak to him. They couldn't speak with peace to Yosef as Sadiq. So the question is, why does the pasuk need to say that? And the Farshim say, it's not to denigrate the Shivati. It's actually to point out that even if they were not speaking, you know, they couldn't speak to him nicely. But the pasuk says, at the very least, they didn't sketch him to his face and say, oh, b'habu, mafi, mitlak, you're the best. And then the guy turns around and stab him in the back. Lo yuchlu dabro shalom. They were fighting with him. Okay, at least they were honest with him. The same, the same, same, same. Inside, outside. Neshama, guf. Day, 
night. When a person does that, they achieve a Judaism which lasts. Lechok olam eternally and forever. Baruch Adonai Le'olam.